Hello and welcome to Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Saylette. And this is Kalina. And welcome to our podcast where we review and where we read and review paranormal romance novels. Thank you for joining us. Um, we got a short, quick one for you guys today. But before we do that, do we have a quickie? Yes, we have a quickie. All if right. you have to choose and live in this future, would you rather a zombie apocalypse or a vampire dystopia? Dude, if it's anything like this vampire dystopia, I I'm gonna be in zombie land. <laughs> <laughs> this one was intense. Mm-hmm. This is an intense uh, vampire. That's why I went with like like world. I mean we're talking like that Will Ferrell movie and uh, Will Ferrell. No, Will Smith. Sorry, you know one of the Wills. <laughs> two different. <laughs> I am legend. The legend. Let, yeah, and, I like yeah. So we're talking zam- like vampire. Like that's why I said vampire dystopia. Not you know. This yeah. is no Edward Cullen and his fucking family. <laughs> they don't sparkle. <laughs> this is no, dusk till dawn kind of shit. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. All right. <laughs> so is. you'd rather go up against zombies than uh than this. I, I vampire. Would. I would. I mean, here's okay. Well, once we get into the book mm-hmm. a little bit, people will start understanding the context. But if the only humans we've met in this prequel are familiars, right? So we haven't met. Well, I guess not Cassie, but still, she is immersed into. But there's the also vampire. the rebellion humans, the human rebellion. That's true, but they all, but they got turned. Not all so of them. I just if they, it feels like regular human. I haven't really met a regular human in this world yet, so I don't know how it is to be a regular human in this world i only know how it is to be a familiar but i know as far as like i'm just gonna go with zombie land how it is to be a human in zombie land now that's scary as shit but i mean either way i think i would die but i feel like i would have a better chance of survival or i'd want to survive a little bit <laughs> well i wouldn't want to survive zombie apocalypse <laughs> no but you have to that's you so don't get a choice I have are you gonna to. fight that's zombies true. or are you gonna fight vampires i will fight zombies i would rather fight zombies okay now, we haven't, because this is a prequel, so it's just very basic world building. Um, it's kind of getting the, the world up off the ground before they run into the next 8 to 20 books, however many they're going to write. <laughs> um, so we don't have a full picture of the world, but I'm going to interpret what I see and what I read. And there are some mutations that really do hamper some of the vampires. Like some of them do have that light mutation, so they can't be in the sun. That's true. They and there was a couple others that they 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 mentioned. Mm-hmm. Some ha- seem to be beneficial, like the whole forever living thing. But I kind of feel like all the ones that died, they kind of died a little easily. Like easier <laughs> than some than vampires sometimes. Like sometimes vampires are damn near impossible to kill. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like these ones died pretty easy, and I was like, cool. <laughs> so I like it when they die, because then you can kill them. And I feel like it depends on the zombie, but sometimes zombies are really, really fucking hard to kill. Especially like, the really fast ones. The really fast ones scare the shit out of me. And mm-hmm. like like the Resident Evil ones are fucking nightmares. Or the 28 Days one? Yeah, fucking nightmares. 28 Days Later or whatever? Yes. They're scary. I mean, I don't know. Honestly, if it could be the Left for Dead world... And I had my machete. I feel like I do okay. Oh, no, my katana. I had a katana in that. And I really liked that. And I chopped off a lot of their heads. Um. <laughs> I love but here's the thing. References. If you accidentally get turned, I'd rather... I mean, I don't want to turn into anything. You know me. I don't want this. Yes. I'd rather at least accidentally end up a vampire than accidentally end up a fucking zombie. You are absolutely right about that. So I, I think I'm going to go with agree. vampire apocalypse. And I'd still want to be in the human resistance fighting against them. I don't want to be part of their world. Yes. Yes. If it had to be a vampire world, I think, well, particularly this one. Yeah. It's not, again, we can't, we can't be the sparkly like happy ones that we love no no these are we can't no it has to be we're not fucking janine frost there's not vlad there's not our hot ass whatever the finley or whatever his fucking name was god that guy was gorgeous no shade we don't get shade no 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 i want shade more than anything everybody does no you're right these are different vampires these are way different it's a it's a whole different vampire world that we've never been presented before so 
So it's super interesting. Yeah. Okay. You would fight zombies and I would fight vampires, I guess. Yeah. Which is not weirdly where I thought that would go. I didn't I think so either. I feel like it normally would be like flipped. Completely right? the other way. Because you do tend to love vampires more than I do. I and love I vampires. I do think I could survive a, a zombie apocalypse for a good while. I feel like you I could, could do a number better than unless me. they're super fast. If they're super fast, we're fucked. But other than that, I feel like I can outsmart those fuckers. Mm-hmm. And uh, really hit them with things. I'm good at hitting things. Anyway. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, so. you're right. That would that went total total opposite because I am into the vampires. I love the vamps. I know. But uh, but it has. I threw the twist. It's the vampire dystopia. Yeah. Yes. A dystopian <laughs> vampire world, not a utopian because vampire world. Also, the I Am Legend vampires are fucking scary as shit. So. Um. Yeah, that's a nightmare movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, what did we read? <laughs> oh shit! We gotta. T- we should tell we them give why. You the we, name of the book. Why we're <laughs> discussing it like this? Yeah. So, you guys, we read *Crimson Morning*, a *Games of the Underworld* novel. This is the, like a half a book. It's like a prequel to mm-hmm. a *Games of the Underworld* series, written by Lawrence Hall and Michelle Miller. We read Lawrence a couple of years ago and we reviewed his book, Vigilante. And we had a lot of fun with that one. That one was super interesting. This one has got two authors to it. Well, so the whole, I didn't, I guess I don't know for sure. I guess the book does say it was both, whenever it was being advertised before, it was just Lawrence. Lawrence? So I guess maybe something come up. But the whole series, the series is similar to that. Yeah, the speed dating with the denizens of the underworld series that we read by Ariel Dawn and a couple of others. Each book is a standalone book based on a shared world, and they're written Mm -hmm. by different authors. And so this is just the prequel. It's just to kind of give a little bit of backstory to what comes next in the next books. And if you go to the – they have a website – it's the war of the five.com is their website where you can really look up the world of games of the underworld and kind of get some background and story. So this is just a prequel. I think the important pieces are, this is a similar world to earth in terms of their humans. It's even similar in terms of a little bit of geography, the way, the way they described it on the website is as if the continents just didn't break apart. So there's just one large continent with the north being near the pole and the south being near the equator. So hot at the south and, and cold up at the north. There are humans. And then all of a sudden, a virus comes along that is passed through blood only, blood to blood. And it uh-huh. trans it, it like transforms the, the people who get the blood. <laughs> it, mute, it, it mutates. It mutates. It, it, yes. It, it causes mutation in causes the, the people lot, who... Yeah. And they be, they basically end up well. Not at first do they end up vampires. They have a few other things that happen to them in the beginning. But as humanity tries to develop vaccines to the virus, they end up spreading more uh, mutations of the virus. So mm-hmm. then you know they end up with like almost being unkillable, like having a high rate of self of like uh, repair, like they they heal really fast. Stuff like that starts to happen with the mixture of vaccines and the virus. So the virus itself didn't necessarily do this. It was kind of like both combined. And what happened is the people who got infected basically became kind of a ruling class. They realized they were stronger, faster, lived forever. And the biggest change is they needed to really live on blood. Hence the whole vampire thing. And like I said, some of them end up with like mutations to, you know, the sun and some other things. They, you know, change, changes a little bit the way they look and the way, you know, they are. Anyway, there's all these things. But that's the big piece. This has been going on for a while and it's created a lot of tension at first Humans were really like, no, I don't want to get infected. And then like as generations passed, younger people started to be like, I want to be part of that new elite, as they call Mm -hmm. themselves, like being elevated to the elite. And so humans started voluntarily becoming, as you mentioned, familiars to vampires. So that's where they work for them. They serve them. They feed them with the hopes that they'll eventually be infected and become a vampire themselves. Or they're definitely just food. 
People get mm-hmm. eaten all the time because <laughs> they need they need the human blood in order to live. It has to be fresh and it should not be animal. And then, so as that happens, also simultaneously, other humans are like, dude, that's fucked up. I don't want to live in a world (laughs) where I'm either food or a fuck toy for a vampire Uh who just hopes to one day become a vampire. So they're the resistance. So there's there's a human resistance kind of pocket. And then there's just a bunch of vampires running wild. Apparently one kind of takes control of his clan, like all his offspring and stuff and people who are loyal to him. This is Devon, I think. Davon. I don't know if it's Davon or if it's Devon. D- Davon. Yeah. And he sets up a system of rule for the vampires. There are four main clans. There's going to be three clan members on the council. And the youngest clan leader is the one left off the council. So that way there's never, because if there's four, then there could be tied votes. So by only having three on the council, there's never a tie. So whenever there's a change in leadership in a clan, then that clan loses their seat on the council. The fourth clan takes the seat and it goes back to being three. And then that new young clan leader has to wait until there's another change among the clan leaders before they can go up and ascend to the council level. So Davin sets this whole thing up. He's on the council, obviously. Things are going pretty well. He has a son, Damon, and a son, Lawrence. You know, Damon is always going to be his number two. He is next in line. He will ascend to the clan leadership when Davon dies. Davon dies. Mm -hmm. So that clan, Clan Shay, I think is how it's pronounced, loses their seat on the council. And, and Damon is now the clan leader, and Lawrence is his number two, his second in command. And the other mm-hmm. three keep their little power among, you know, for on the on the council, the other three clans. And then somehow Damon meets and falls in love with a human, and he has no intention of turning her. So he marries Cassie. They've been married for 10 years. The council's kind of like, no one loves it. No one loves that a vampire is openly married to a human and not, you know, turning them or just using them for sex, but actually, Mm -hmm. like, apparently is in love. Ugh, gross. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, dare But he's very hell-bent. Like, he loves her and he wants her to stay human and he has no problems with it. And he's powerful enough that he's getting away with this, even though a lot of people are like, you're flaunting your relationship. And she acts higher than herself and, like... Shows up and is making all apparently other people feel bad. I don't know. You know, mind your own business, people. Who the hell cares? But (laughs) now Cassie has her own plan. She's now been, has known Damon 15 years, been with him for 10. And she's decided Mm -hmm. it's time. This is their 10th anniversary. And he's going to have to turn her. Because she doesn't want to keep going on aging and like dying. And he's like, no, it's cool. It doesn't matter that you die. And she's like, no, I want to live forever and I think you need to turn me. So they're having this fight and then all hell breaks loose and the whole book goes chaotic, batshit crazy. Oh my God. (laughs) Zero to 500, you guys. (laughs) So um, he's still saying no. He doesn't want to turn her. She's being Mm -hmm. adamant. She uses all her kind of ways. She baby talks. She begs. And they get attacked. He gets almost killed. She gets kidnapped. He defeats the two human thralls, because that's also a thing Uh that humans can be put under thralls, so then they lose their power, their will, their Their free will. will. They have to just do what their (laughs) vampire master says. And they had come to kill him uh, as thralls. And so he, he survives, kills them both. Turns out Cassie was kidnapped by Lawrence, his supposed brother, mm-hmm. and Lawrence turns Cassie because he's like, I've always loved you, and this will, you know, don't worry, Damon's dead, and now you will be mine, and we'll be in charge of the clan. Damon, for some reason, doesn't just follow the blood trail and the fact that he knew it was Lawrence who took her. That would have made a lot more sense, just saying. But also wouldn't get to the ending, which is what we needed. We needed to get to the end, which is he goes to the council and he's like, they took Cassie. And the council's like, that's your problem, bitch. We can't help you. And then he kills the council. (laughs) He's like, fuck all three of you. I'm going to kill you. So he did. And then there's a familiar there, Michelle, who used to be with with Clan Shay, and she's the highest level familiar among the vampire council, and she works for the council now, and she's just hoping to become a vampire. And she's like, but I always loved you. And he's like, well, I don't like humans. <laughs> but then he turns her. <laughs> my wife. Yeah. So he takes a moment. 
post bloodlust because he killed the council to be like, well, you could be human. It's cool. And so he fucks her and he turns her. And so now she's she's a vampire. And (sighs) then he goes off to try and find Michelle. Meanwhile, Lawrence has turned Michelle and then she's like, I got to peace out, bitch. Where's my husband? And he's like, no, you're supposed to stay with me. And she runs away. Lawrence turned Cassie. Thank you. I'm confusing the names. (laughs) There's only four. You'd think I'd have them down better. But anyway, Lawrence turns Cassie. Damon turned Michelle. So Cassie runs back home and finds Michelle, a newly made vampire, in her house saying, oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, your husband didn't come find you, but he came found me and he turned me. So that yeah. fucking sets Michelle or uh, Cassie off. Cassie's like, what the fuck? So she kills Michelle. Michelle already has daughters. So she's already turned oh, two more people. Fucking yeah, she's Shit. already turned two more two more women who then are like, who have sworn like to help her. Uh-huh. They run away. Cassie gets out. Damon goes to find Lawrence and he's like, why'd you do it, brother? And then Lawrence is like, I'm not really your brother. Dad found me as an infant in a human rebellion camp that he was destroying. Instead of eating me, he turned me into a vampire and raised me as his son to be your second in command. And now I'm the rebellion from the inside, motherfucker. I'm the resistance. (laughs) And he blew up the entire world and then he dies. So... (laughs) So the book ends. Just again, just the prequel. We just got to set shit up for the next like world to yeah. grow on. So we have Cassie, newly made vampire, fucking hell on earth. Her husband didn't come for her. Turned another <laughs> woman instead. She will burn the world down. She's fucking yeah, she will. She's like watch <laughs> Queen Cassie rule. Um, and I don't know what's happening with Damon. He's just off somewhere, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, he everyone else is dead. End. Everybody else <laughs> well, is dead. Well, not exactly. Um, Lawrence had turned another person that night. He turned a, a doctor named um, Oh yeah, Let- Litos. Litos. Let- and he is still alive at the end, too. So I think I, I started reading the next book because I immediately was like, holy shit, give me some more. I need this fucking world. And it's it's in the future. It's like, it's like okay, so it's years past this point, and there's completely different clans, and they're not on a council, and there's all this war and, like, fighting. And she, and Cassie is queen of one of the clans, and her she's just hell-bent on destroying Shay, the clan Shay, and anyone who is descendant of Damon <laughs> or any of his bloodline. She was like, I'm going to fucking fuck you up. So she's not cool. Well, I mean, she's cool, but she's not nice. I mean... She's not a nice person. Look, nobody in this book was cool. I couldn't figure out who I was supposed to like, whose side I was supposed to be on. But you're right. I mean, it sets it up as a true dystopian. Everybody here is out for their own. And I had parts of this book where I was just like, no, that's way too much. And other parts I was like, hey, that's kind of cool. Like like the explanation of how vampires became, like how it came to be. The history of that is actually pretty cool. And having them each have a different type of mu- mutation that's either good or bad, beneficial or not to, to each of the vampires and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think... One of the key things is this is very different from any of the books we've read. This is a dark romance. We haven't read a dark one before. We've stayed in the realm of pretty happy. I mean, we do a lot of rom-coms. Like, if our books aren't fucking funny, we're like, nah. Um, So this is different (laughs) for us. And it is darker. It's much darker. Mm -hmm. It has adult themes. Well, obviously, all our books are a little adult. But it has, you know, themes. Like one of the characters, Michelle, she's a familiar. And there's just blatant sexual abuse. Like she is forced to be, you know, used as, as the guards of the vampires want to use her. It's not... You know, it's not danced around or like we don't tiptoe right. around it or anything. It's just there. And that's part of being a familiar is you don't get to control yourself. You're right. at their service, you, you know, serve at their pleasure. So, yeah. So you have to when you get into this book, you have to sort of know that those are the undertones and lots of the different scenes. And, you know, it, it's a little hard to swallow, obviously, from like the different books that we have read for our podcast for the past couple of years. That's not to say that we're not open to this kind of stuff. It, I think, hit me a little bit harder than I thought it was going to, 
which, you know, whatever. It's cool. I guess I should have really expected that coming from Lawrence remembering how vigilante was because that one was pretty violent. It's pretty violent. And I guess I have been looking at all the covers for See, there is something in the Mm. fact that I do all of the background like stuff and, and pick the books. So I'm rarely surprised because I've done a little bit more research. I've I've been seeing these covers because it's come out. Yeah. It started these started coming out last year, so in 2022, and I immediately was like, one, the covers are gorgeous, but they are very they evoke images of violence and darkness. Like they're not right. pretty fancy light rom-com it's, covers. It's, they're not fucking cartoons. There's not like right. it's not two characters smiling at each other over a pile of books. <laughs> It's not like that. Like a pink book with hearts. You know. No, no, no. No. For and sure. And it's not even like a sexy dude without a shirt on with, you know, a wolf behind him. No. These are like <laughs> aggressively dark looking covers, but they're also really mm-hmm. beautifully like done, I think. So I've been looking at these for a while and like just very excited to get into them. <laughs> but I guess I didn't do my job of like prepping you for what the books were going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and, and I think it's fine. Like I didn't hate it. It's not. No. It's not. It's something that I was just. But it like, is. No, I gotta it stop is reading very right different now. from our typical books. Mm-hmm. It is different from our, our typical book, and I would say certain circumstances in my life that not, none of us were prepared for. You know, yeah. different events in my life have just surprisingly showed up. Obviously, it wasn't something that fit fit our schedule. No, <laughs> sorry, that doesn't. I'm fit sorry. Our uh, timing wise, could you pass push this back a couple of weeks? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, can you uh, maybe not do that right now? Um, so I I think that there were other you know factors in it, but like I said, I I didn't hate it. I had a hard time following it in some sorts. Which you guys, that's my mo. If you guys know, it's Selah talking. This is what I do. This book was less than 90 pages long, like, well, less than 100 pages long. It's, yeah, it was about 95. Yeah. So it, I, I took it the way I took it. And I think there were some parts that were a little bit hard to swallow, but it wasn't terrible. And I'm actually interested to see what's going to happen in it because it is nice to step out into a different world that isn't just like, you know, butterflies and rainbows and unicorns and shit. And like everybody falls in love happily ever after. I think I mean, the HEA is really still kind of crucial to a romance. We'll see how these, obviously this one doesn't have it, but this one doesn't really have it because it is a prequel. It doesn't have an ever after anyway. Mm -hmm. It's a beginning. The next book, so it says there's going to be 16 total and they're all supposed to be standalone. Now they have the shared world and we've built, they they like got together, the authors got together and built the world. So they all Mm -hmm. know kind of where they're starting, but then they can do their own piece and their own story and like they don't have to like connect too much. So there could be happily ever afters for some of the characters in the future or maybe just happily for now because it is a dystopian. So who's to say (laughs) whatever after is? Sure. Um, (laughs) But I think I was surprised at how much I was into it as soon as I read it. Like I, I was really intrigued anyway so I was already kind of set up to like the book but I typically want a rom-com like rom-com has been my bread and butter lately especially the last like two years I've been like give me the fucking lightest funniest shit with no real world consequences I don't want to deal with it <laughs> but there's something right now where I'm just feeling like burn this motherfucker down Fuck it all. <laughs> I want this dystopian. Cool. I want these characters off the fucking rail like at first, I spent a good chunk of the book going, okay, who am I supposed to root for? About midway through, I went, yeah, me too. Oh, I don't root nope, for any nobody. of these fuckers. All right. That's easy. Like, as soon as you can make that realization, you're like, oh, oh yes. none of these are supposed to be awesome. Okay. <laughs> I can just watch them fuck each other's lives up. Because <laughs> that's all so they cool. did. This is one evening, that you guys. That's all they did. Then one yeah. night, four people fucked this world up <laughs> they're like we're taking it down motherfuckers you're gonna wake up this tomorrow exactly and not what know happened. what happened <laughs> it did it took a turn real quick because i think in the beginning 
when you first meet the characters, you're like, oh, I think I'm, you know, Michelle seems cool. Mm -hmm. Turns out she's like not cool at all. She's the least cool. And Lawrence. Is she the least cool? Lawrence at first was. Mm, I I would have. (laughs) I don't know. It's hard to rank them, honestly. It is hard to rank them. Because they're all kind of equivalent. Cool either. No, I actually. would agree. At the end, I love Lawrence's explanation, right? I love the reason. The reasoning? Okay. I don't. I still think his little saving and turning Cassie doesn't fit in with the rest of his reasoning. But the whole concept that he unknowingly was raised yeah. basically as a prisoner of war by the vampires the uh, yeah. from infancy. And then he could have gone on in ignorance the rest of his life. But for some fucking reason, his would-be father, the person he thought of as his biological birth father, mm-hmm. goes, hey, guess what? No, you were an infant that I stole from off the ground after murdering your mother as she was giving birth. And then I turned you into a vampire and raised you as my son. That's going to fuck I wasn't up hungry. anybody. Right? That's fucking up everybody. Yeah. So I love that he used that and was like, I will burn your world down. And he did it. Now, I don't know why he made Cassie a vampire. He could have accomplished his task and burnt the world down without that. But whatever. He did it. It's I mean, fine. It's done. Confess that he loved her. Maybe he did want to have her as her his queen. You know, She like doesn't once, seem special enough he, to be loved. No, but for him, it, for him it was. Or she was. You know, but he also didn't like double tap. He didn't go to make sure that Damon was actually dead. He could. Like, he, there's no he, way he thought his thralls were really going to do the damage. <laughs> I was like, there's no fucking way. You know he survived. Um, You know he's so powerful. But I think even at the end, because he has that line where he says, all revolutions need martyrs. So he didn't expect to survive. He figured he was going to get taken out by Damon. He just Mm -hmm. needed he needed to set Damon on the path to destroy the council. Yeah, and he did. But that but why on that? Like it it was like he knew his brother so well. Well, yeah, because that that would happen earlier in the day when Damon came back from the council, he was pissed about them trying Mm -hmm. to tell him how to run his life. And he was like, they forget who created this council because it is his house, his clan, Clan Shay, his father, that built everything Mm -hmm. that they, those three were sitting there running. And just because Mm -hmm. he set up that system where the fourth one is off without power, those three think that they can talk to him like that. And he was like, I don't think so. You don't get to tell me what to do. It's very like, petulant child. You. <laughs> yeah. And so I think he did. I think I think Lawrence was like, oh, yeah, he's already pissed at the council. If I take Why not? Cassie and he thinks it has anything to do with the council's bullshit from today, I think he could he he could safely extrapolate that Damon might go burn the council down. And he did. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of violence. Lots of blood, people dying. Yeah. They're not good people. They're not even people, really. They're vampires. It's okay. (laughs) I already started the next book, and it is wild from, like, page one. And I'm like, oh, my. It's called Marked for Execution, which right there, I mean, you can, if you go and look at any of this, like, Crimson Morning is actually the softest of all the titles, like, of the books. (laughs) Of all the titles. The rest are, like, very, it's very obvious that these are, like, going to be dark dystopian yes so yeah for sure yeah marked by shadow marked by run yeah and those covers really are pretty intense and they're they are still sexy right there's something about them that i'm still really fucking attracted to in a weird way yeah and i think especially because now we know like the basis of the story and where all this is coming from well you know some of it is coming from then looking into the next coming books you kind of have that idea of of what's going to happen or at least make the connection between the book covers and stuff they're good the coloring alone is like really attractive i'm looking at them right now and i think I really it's like. that black and that red with the black and the red with the sepia too a little bit it's like black and white with sepia yes. with the red with the bright red and pops sepia Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, I, I enjoyed that this had a diverse set 
of, of characteristics for the different vampires and stuff. And I'm sure uh, later on in the other books, hopefully, you'll get a lot more explanations of them. I don't know. Does the council get rebanded? I mean, as far as I can tell, the part I've read so far into book one, no. Everybody has their own clan. They're their own clans and they're fighting like a, each other and they're kind of yeah, like trying to create. A, there is a little bit of a, a true, like an overture of truce is being talked about between two of them. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling it's not going to go well. <laughs> Probably not. Well, Cassie is out to fucking eat the world, so she becomes leader of her own clan. What is her clan called? Do you know? Uh, I know you don't get that until her book or this book. Book not no, this book, she's the- she's the she's the queen of her clan in book one. But I don't know that mm-hmm. I, right now they're throwing names at me so fast that I don't know which one is hers. I sure. want to say it's <laughs> no, I don't know. I want to say it's Clan Chorus, but I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, it is Clan Chorus. Cassie, yeah. That's awesome. It's just chaos. It's just chaos. chaos it's in, super in, in. chaotic, and it's super fast-paced chaos, but there's also, like, in mm-hmm. case we didn't mention it, they fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, they totally fuck. So apparently totally, part totally of the virus fucked. is as soon as you get infected by the virus, you are instantly, like, craving blood. You got to drink blood Arouse. right away, but then you also have to fuck to finish the process. Otherwise, you're dried up dust husk of a human (laughs) so you're just around like fucking and drinking blood for the first like night and so they take advantage the vampires take advantage of that and they turn people so they can then just fuck their brains out all night long because they are desperate for it so as soon as cassie Mm -hmm. like that's the thing is cassie didn't want to sleep with lawrence but she was dying. <laughs> oh, I didn't even she mention was, all of yeah. that. I forgot to even she talk was about that. Dying. So before they get ki- before she gets kidnapped, before they get attacked, she and Damon are in their car, and she's trying to convince him to turn her, and he starts feeding on her because he does that all the time anyway. And yeah. then she starts giving him a hand job through his pants, and that's when they get attacked. But he never sealed her neck wound, so he had she has right. two punctures directly into a fucking artery in her neck. And then gets kidnapped out of a car, so her heart is fucking racing as she's being yeah. like draped over her shoulder and run through the woods. That is pushing blood out of her neck. So she is losing blood. And she's like, I gotta stop. And she does not stop being scared. No matter how many nope. times she tells herself, you should stop being scared. She does not. Because guess what? You don't get to control that shit. <laughs> uh, no, you've just been kidnapped, pulled out of a car. Yeah. And so by the time Lawrence gets her to his house, and puts her in the guest room she's near passing out from blood loss Mm -hmm. and he kind of puts a towel on her neck but she doesn't he's like i'll send a healer we'll see and so she is almost dead she also got like concussed because she did have her head hit when she got pulled out of the hurt severely she's so she has blood loss and a concussion and so when he comes back he's like you're dying i could turn you and you could live or you could just die and she obviously is like i already i wanted to be turned anyway so you might as well turn me she's like okay it should have been damon but you're the one that's here and apparently the healer doesn't know how to use map quest so (laughs) let's do this and they were done yeah they fucked and then they fucked yeah, that was good sexy scenes for the for the two sex scenes. Like in it was just like bam 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 obviously because yeah. it Again, these are really 90 page short. Book. It's but, not like they could do a yeah. whole lot because that would be both of the book, but they were like down and dirty. You get into the chapter and it's like the first sentence. The first sentence <laughs> of like one it. of the chapters is like I've never been bent over so fast and <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that was Michelle. Yes. And she was getting <laughs> yeah, filled from behind. Yeah. yeah. So, it's fun. I think yes, is it our standard cup of tea? No. Was it fun? No, definitely yes. not. Did I immediately buy three more books because I need to continue on with the series? Yes, I fucking did. That's what I do. <laughs> This is how the fucking Kindle gets me every time. I'm like, oh, buy more? Yes, please. That's how they do it. Send me more books. That's how they do that. (laughs) And these books were available, right? So they weren't just like, wait another two weeks before the next book comes out. No, I think they have about eight of them out right now. So it looks like they're about halfway through their plan of 16 total books. Yeah, that's all I know about that. I was going to say more, but then I was like, I don't know more. (laughs) I 
just want to say something to authors uh-huh. out there. I feel like I think that if they want to sell their work, not only to be like successful, but to get their story out and everything. If you write your whole series and make it all available and you make that first book intensely good, we're going to buy the rest of it. Like we're going to buy the entire series. Because I think that if you write a 16 book series and you release them a little bit at a time and we get to book five and we're not interested anymore, we're not going to continue, right? Or I don't know, maybe there's some loyal people out there that will. But I feel like you can sell 18 books at once a little bit better than you can sell the first five in case people lose interest. I don't know. Maybe that's just my marketing mind coming into play. I get what you're saying. (laughs) I feel as if that's really tough to do, though. (laughs) I think they (laughs) need... To have all 18 books available? Yes. I think that is the hang up. That's going to take years. And then two, they need them to come out and get a little bit of money each time, right? I guess that's true, too. I'm Yeah, not a writer yet, so I don't know how that works. I think that that's probably why they don't do the thing you just said. Now, I will say these are on Kindle Unlimited, so anyone with Kindle Unlimited can read all eight out right now. Nice. Or 11? I don't know. Fuck it. Who knows? You'll figure it out. You don't need me to tell you. Go, if you go, go look online. <laughs> you can do that. You guys can do it. Yeah. Hey, let's do our kiss and tell. Okay. So Michelle in this book is totally, totally in love with Damon. And and from the very beginning, she says it. She's like, he should have been with me. I deserve to be with him. Cassie is dumb and she doesn't deserve to be with him. So she's always had this hatred for Cassie from the very, very beginning and been in love with Damon from the very, very beginning. So she seems to be a little bit, have some curtains up as far as seeing any faults that Blind. that Damon might have. So to just jump in and say kiss- blinders. Oh, thank you. I mean, curtains really does work, but... I think this, the phrase is, yeah, she's got blinders on. <laughs> blinders work. When I think of blinders, I think of the blinders that horses wear over their eyes. I don't know what those are called either. I am actually doing it. Yes, thing I see with what you're hands. saying. Um, <laughs> okay, it doesn't know. matter. So the kiss and tell for this episode is, have you ever been so infatuated with someone that you were blinded by all of their faults and all the things that maybe other people see that aren't so good, but it doesn't matter because you're in love or you think you're in love? Yeah, I definitely feel like I've done that. I think it's very common, especially as a teenager. Like yeah, you're just like, so but he's so dreamy and I love him. And your friends are like, <laughs> that is literally a goblin monster. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy to have those blinders when you're absolutely when you're so young and those emotions and those feelings are so new i think that in my last relationship it wasn't necessarily that exact thing it wasn't that i was infatuated so i had blinders on it was mm-hmm. that i was willing to settle because i just didn't want to deal right. with dating and all the whole shenanigans of the whole thing so i was like this works i don't need to deal with anything else yeah he's not yeah. perfect i know it that's fine right so it wasn't yeah. exactly the same thing i feel like i don't know that i have a concrete example but i definitely feel like that was something i did as a younger person where i definitely would just hype someone up in my mind as being really fucking perfect and then, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. months later, be like, oh. oh, are they really perfect? Or maybe I had issues. <laughs> maybe I wasn't looking at this clearly. Oh, yeah. I, I most definitely had that in my past relationships, too. Not with them all, but I would say at least two of them where I was definitely blinded by the fact that I wanted to be really into them. And I, and I was. Mm-hmm. And I was in a relationship where I loved them. But there were faults that even the people that observed our relationship saw that wasn't good for me that I just, you know, I ignored because I was comfortable there. It was where I wanted to be. It was the the goal I set out for and I accomplished it. So, of course, I was just going to keep it and work on it. But your friends and your families observe you better than you do, right? You don't watch yourself. Other people watch you. Mm -hmm. So taking heed to people who care about you most is sometimes important. And it's always a good lesson to learn. But sometimes it might be too late for some people. But It might be. And there are occasions where the outside people get it wrong. Like they aren't in your relationship, so they can't know 100%. Mm -hmm. So it's not – like I definitely say still trust yourself. Like don't – put other people's opinions over your own 
Mm-hmm. But it's a tight, it's a it's a fine line to walk because, yeah, you can definitely be in that infatuation. Like, literally, like Michelle kept saying over and over in this book, oh, he's just, <laughs> he's so sweet and gentle. He's she called so him gentle. Kind. She used the word gentle yeah. and kind. And this motherfucker over this here book. just ripping people's throats out left and right <laughs> and literally saying humans are only good for food. And I'm like, <laughs> while he's married to a human wife. And she's mm-hmm. like, he's so gentle. And I'm like, I and don't think human. you know the meaning of that word. You are confused. <laughs> That's where the blinders are. That's where they come in. Damon's not gentle. And he doesn't seem kind. Maybe in comparison to other vampires. There may be worse like, fuckers out there, but... Well, yeah, sure. And when he, like, you know, just walk by, walks by uh, with... Well, she leads him in a blindfold or whatever. And, yeah, that was a you super know, he weird... He doesn't get to... <laughs> you can't see the secret passageway that I'm taking you down. But he's gentle in that regard because maybe he can't see where he's going. I don't know. <laughs> There's no need to be not gentle with her. What has she done to him? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, nothing she's a fucking human who serves his kind he doesn't need like exactly it takes nothing to treat people with no power well like it doesn't it treat it takes no it costs you nothing it's such a simple act to treat those people who are below you or with less power less strength than you with kindness and just not treat them badly that take that costs Mm -hmm. nothing it's literally free but it is sometimes the worst, like the, the real mark of an asshole is when you see someone who has the power and has the money and treats those below him like shit. Oh, yeah. And you're just like. And takes advantage of it. Yeah. You already have all of it. Like what more power could you gain by stepping on the neck of some exactly. lower, like, yeah, person with no power. Someone who's more vulnerable, vulnerable than you. Exactly. exactly. The vulnerable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's very interesting. Yeah. The things you do for the things, well, I guess for the ones you love. Or are infatuated with. (laughs) Or infatuated with. Or infatuated with. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. It's interesting. So, I don't know if we have a fun fuck fact. Do we have one? No. All right. That's okay. (laughs) I think if we gave the information about Yeah, I'll put like the website for the whole world Mm -hmm. up and that's where you can get to all the books you know, obviously they're available through Amazon. That's where I get them. And like I said, they're all on Kindle Unlimited. So if you're already a subscriber, you just have access to those books free, as, you mm-hmm. know, as part of that subscription. But then you can check in on the website and get like there's maps and like background info and stuff like about mm-hmm. the world that you get in the books a little bit, but it also will kind of help you track as you go through them. Yes. That's so weird. There's gonna be so <laughs> many dog noises in this. Really? It's just him over here okay. licking shit and like running his cone into things. <laughs> awesome. So bad. I can't. It's not picking up on my mic. Well, or good. On my headphones. So, but I bet you you'll hear it when you're listening to my voice. You know, like my side. Like- you'll be like, oh shit. What was happening? I'll be like, that's my dog being weird. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll put that but, um, sign up because I get or that that side up. That'll be our our fun fuck fact because I think it is. I think it's interesting so far. I have to say these are coming off very different than anything else I've read. I mean, again, I'll admit, oh, I'll yeah. be the first to admit, we read a lot more of the cozy, squishy, cozy romance, rom com romance. Mm-hmm. Like things are a lot yeah. brighter and happier in the worlds we normally inhabit. <laughs> Yeah. But I do love a yeah. good dystopian world. I love when shit's just falling the fuck apart. It's so. nice to step out of your comfort zone, right? And just be like taken into a place that's just like, whoa, whoa, buddy. So, so it's I fun. It's a quick read. Recommend it. Yeah, the next books are like, they definitely get longer. They aren't all that short. <laughs> this was just a prequel, yeah. just to kind of give us like how the world fell apart. Because, yeah, then they they start getting – they're about, like, 300 pages or so. So they're not the longest books, but they're decent-sized sure. books after that. So they're, they'll have a full story mm-hmm. plot line to them, I assume. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. My favorite thing about this is that Lawrence and Michelle both wrote their oh, like, their Oh, I characters fucking in their do own love books. it. And they're the ones that died. So they, de- they definitely <laughs> yes, gave them their own like names. It. But without messing up the rest of the series for the other authors, they're like, now i got to write about this Lawrence character for fucking two books, you know? (laughs) No, no, no. Lawrence has a short-lived... His life is short-lived. But like I said, he kicks it off. He is the the spark that burns the whole world to the ground. (laughs) 
<laughs> and you're right. I think you're right from what you just said. He's probably one of the only ones. Well, he's the one who has a reason to start shit. Yeah. Oh, he 100% so. does. I do not understand why as the leader of the clan and their sub- quote unquote supposed father, why he would go to his son and be like, by the way, you're really just a human slave I took in and turned into a vampire. Fuck you, dad. Um, okay. Not cool. Not cool, man. Definitely not cool. Don't tell your kid that. That's not going to go down well. I don't know what endgame he thought he was going to live out. He just like, he wanted a companion for his son. Or is this like telling the second kid to a family? And they're like, yeah, we just created you so you could be spare parts for your brother. I mean, that <laughs> fucking happens. They'll have like, so, like a family exactly. will have a kid that has a lot of medical problems mm-hmm. and they'll have a second kid. And if they happen to be yes. like a match and healthy, that kid now is like a massive donor to the first kid. And you're like, that is mm, nobody, exactly no, that. that's bad. We don't, we don't do that. <laughs> he was just a pawn to demon success which oh yeah really sucks and so he blew it up he's like fine yeah. i'll be your pawn yeah <laughs> right until yeah, your the wife's end. gonna ride my dick that's oh, what's gonna Cassie. happen <laughs> yeah oh, you Cassie. rid that dick yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was fun yeah it's yeah. definitely different i think i still like you ready to rate it yeah yeah okay For a very short book and for a book that was just trying to pack a lot of, I think, narrative and like backstory into a very small (laughs) space before diving into the full world, I think it was still very fun to read. You do have to like, it depends on what you're used to reading. I think if people are more into dark romances already, they're probably going to pick this up with not as much trouble because it isn't something we're as familiar with. Like I said, it took me about half the book because I was just like, this person? Is this the good person? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. How about about this person? Is this my good person? Exactly. Okay. (laughs) Who's so used to it? Well, because like, who's Who's my main people and who's going to be my good people? Oh no, none of them. Who I wrote for. None of them. It's fine. (laughs) And as soon as I passed that, you know, like Rubicon and I was like, oh, they all suck and are all doing really crazy ass shit. I can just watch this and be on for along for the ride. I don't have to be invested in any of them directly because I just want to watch their world burn with them. I really got on board there. So I think it's a definite, like, I rate this as an eight. Like, I enjoyed it. And like I said, immediately bought three more books because I wanted to finish them. I almost bought eight, but I said, Kalina, calm yourself. Calm yourself, woman. Buy three. And if you really love it, then you can get more later. I should honestly just pay for Kindle Unlimited, but I don't because I'm ornery and I want my books when I want my books and I don't want to, I don't know. Honestly, I think Kindle Unlimited should pay us. I mean. That also would work. If they chose to just pay me, that would be. Can can they sponsor or somehow? I don't know. Something. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I'm going to go seven on this just because I think my feelings about it in the very beginning have affected the effect like all the way down to when I finished it. And you guys, seven is not a bad number. It really isn't. I enjoy the sex on this. And I think with having this conversation with you and understanding it in a different way is very helpful. I would like the perspective of an actual human, not any of the rebellion people or the the ones that actually turned or, or, or anything like that, but ones that aren't familiars and ones that are just like characters in the world that get to meet a vampire. And I want to meet a vampire that maybe isn't so intense. So, but- yeah, I just really think that there aren't people like that, honey. I think that, oh, no, no, that no. everybody... I really don't. I think you're right. <laughs> is either going to be think. part of the human resistance or food... No, I think... Or thralls yeah. or familiars. I think at some point... They don't just get to sit back and go, I'm going to be a potato farmer. No, for <laughs> sure. And you've set this up as what it is, which is a dark romance, right? Yeah. But I am a warrior and a defender of squishy and love. And that's just how I am. But like I said, I didn't hate this book. It's not something that I was just that I wouldn't recommend. I think it was a fun read. And I appreciate that it was really fast. But that is because it was the prequel to to this series. But there's no hate towards it. I don't no, hate no, no. it. I think it's I know. fun to read. And-, and like you said, you also have like external external stuff in your life going on and, and 
I need all the love I can get right now. Yeah. And I was in a, they were like, I think the world should be burnt to the ground. Let's do this workplace of being. And apparently, so this really struck a chord with me and I enjoyed it. So yeah, hopefully, good. I can't promise when or where, but hopefully we get back to it and maybe not like in order or anything, but maybe I'll jump around and pick another book in the future from this series because I do want to check in on it and see how it's all going yeah so definitely we can get into that for sure i'm open for it i'll be in a different place in my life then so <laughs> let's do it <laughs> all right so what are we reading next time i think we're back in our yeah. silly rom-com books <laughs> i think we are i think it's gonna be i think until that we find another yeah okay our next book we're going to be reading, guys, is That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Demon. So, yeah, definitely rom-com. Um, <laughs> I bought this book because it was on sale. It's an audio book, an audible. And it was just, like, too ridiculous it's a great title. not to buy. The title, yes. it, this is one of those books with, like, a cartoon cover. Mm-hmm. I just, this is the stuff I do love. This is why, yeah, I, you know, it, they're just too cute. Yeah. <laughs> Can't pass it up. Uh, this one is by Kimberly Lemming, narrated by Hazel Addison. Which just did a 180, but it's nice to get into a different type of world. So I appreciated Crimson Morning. I did too. I, I mean, I really was. I was like interested anyway, because I'd been following it. But um, yeah. then I started reading it and I was just like, this is fucking great. <laughs> this is so fun. I mean, it's just crazy bonkers bananas. It was fun. And it, it does hit you in the face or maybe softies like me hits you in the face a little bit. But that's not a terrible thing. It hit me in the face. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, especially because you do pretty early on get that discomfort with Michelle's character getting forced to you know, participate in sex acts against her will. And like that Uh sucks. And, but I think, you know, those two guys died. They died. They totally died. Fuck those guys. So, you know, that's okay. Yeah. It's not okay, but I mean, they're dead. So (laughs) it's okay that they're dead. It's okay that they're dead. And now they're dead. And so everything can be fine because they're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not everything's fine. Everything's a mess, but well, in the meantime, guys, so join us for that book next week or in two weeks. We'll be back in the funny rom com worlds. And in the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. We hope you guys enjoy all of the books we do. And we'd love to hear any recommendations you have. If you're more familiar with the dark romances and you think you want to tell us what we should read, we'd love to be introduced to things we're not familiar with and authors and books and series that we need to read. You can reach us on social media. We are Shh Dirty Books on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or you can email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And in all of those places, it is shh with three H's. And you can visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you could find podcasts. You guys can go there, rate, review, subscribe. That'd be much appreciated. Thank you, Jim Townsend, for your music. With that, we'll say goodnight. This is Ayla. And this is Kalina. And we'll I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Galena and Salette. Be sure to tune into the next episode. Some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.